Ha! I didn't mess up that time, guys. <laughs> Yo! Welcome to episode 6 of the Gamers Podcast. I am your host, Pedro, and as always, joining me here are James and Manny. Hello, guys. How you doing? How you Hello, doing? Hello, James reporting in. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Man, what a day. What a week, and it's Burly Tuesday. Hi. I know, right? <laughs> Today was a day yeah. for me, too. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here to be uh, talking about fun stuff with you guys. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I was, you know, despite the day I had, I figured let's just do this, you know, because it gets my mind off things. So, um, for today, guys, on the agenda, we're going to continue talking about the Batman. Uh, Batman. For too long, but we're going to finish the conversation from last time. And then we're going to talk about the Halo show and the future of video games turning into shows and movies and our thoughts on that. And then uh, we're going to talk about Bungie versus YouTube's reporting policies. And I'm pretty sure you guys probably heard a little bit about that, or you probably heard about, uh, what's his name? My name is Bife, and how his video got taken down. Astacross so, did too. That was a big mm-hmm. one for me. So we're going to delve into that one, because I think as content creators, and I mean, just the fact that we're creating a podcast and all that stuff, you know, this is stuff that can impact us as and most small time uh, streamers and content creators. So let's continue talking about the Batman. I believe last time um, we mentioned how we were going to have James over here uh, check out the deleted scene of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my question to you, James, is what did you think about it? Well, I just watched the trailer or the uh, the deleted scene, and uh, I am glad they deleted it because you're absolutely right. It would have definitely um, sort of made us forget the main villain. Um, I think a lot of shows throw in a lot of characters, and oh, my daughter's here to visit. <laughs> they throw in a lot of characters, and it, it sort of takes away from the focus, and you're like all over the place. Oh, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? So it was great that they deleted it. Um, I wasn't. It was. It's an interesting Joker. I don't know the lore of Joker. I know that in some comics he's more of like a spirit or demon um, kind of character, and then uh, I know other times um, he's older than Batman, or he's younger, or he's the you know the killer of the parents. So it's interesting to see how his appearance is. Now he sounds. He sounds good. I think they like the who you know. I forget who's acting um, mm-hmm. uh, for him. It was the one of the guys from Eternals. Uh, if yeah. you watch Eternals, he uh, is the one that has the ability to kind of motivate people. He created a cult in the rainforest. It's yeah, I think he can like control and, their minds or something like that. No. Yeah, and he did a really good Joker voice. And I guess what I mean by that is he sounded like the Joker from the Dark Knight series. Um, cause that to me was a really amazing performance. Uh, I'll never get over it. Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but the, you know, the Joker I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Barry Keoghan. Huh? That's the name of the guy that plays Joker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know the name. Gives you the name. Huh? 
But yeah, that's the guy's name. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's. I mean, I mean Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Heath Ledger. Oh, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. So. Joker. Okay, my bad. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah, I thought he sounded like really good like that. Um, I'm, I'm interested in his performance. I think the Batman was a great movie. It had a lot of great, um, setup for character development, a lot of things to get excited for. I don't necessarily want to see Joker right away. I would love it if he became a Thanos kind of a villain for the series where he ended up last and somehow orchestrating things or just being like, like to me, the Joker is chaotic. He's, he's, he's crazy. He does things to cause um, a disturbance. You know, he has no motive of like money or power. He is just mm-hmm. there to be a villain. And I feel like, you know, he, he's he has to be sort of the opposite of Batman. Um, or, or the or the main nemesis of Batman, something that Batman yeah. just can't contend with, or always has to contend with. That. I guess as Heath Ledger's Joker said, "You complete me." Yeah, like, exactly. I was thinking about that. <laughs> they're half; they're just halves of the same piece, kind of sort of, or they complete that whole piece, yeah. you know, half and half. So I don't know if they could do that within three movies and have the Joker show up in the third movie. But I definitely mm-hmm. don't want to see just Joker thrown in like a just a regular old villain. Um, he's a classic, you know. He's he's yeah. as famous as the Batman. So that's my thoughts on it. Great movie, great scene. Glad they took it out though. Good choice. Yeah, uh, Manny, what did you think? And I would be right back, guys. I have to take care of something. But Manny, keep it going. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree. They did a great thing about making this into a deleted scene. Um, good job director. Um, this, this Joker is a bit more grotesque, um, bit more dark and gloomy. Um, not Mm. as comical as the other Jokers have been before Christopher Nolan's version of the Joker. Um, though, you know, Heath Ledger did a great job. Definitely deserved that Oscar. Uh, but yeah, I think this version of Joker is just going to be a bit more dark, a bit more maybe manipulative and probably would do things that you really wouldn't expect for a Joker to do. And I believe Mm. that whenever they're planning on having the Joker come out in the Batman sequels, um, he's going to definitely keep Batman on his toes. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, James. I do hope that they keep him, uh, his appearance, his main appearance, uh, to be in the third movie. If um, I'm not sure if they are going to be planning on doing a third movie, but if they do, hopefully they, they keep him to be the main villain in the third movie. Cause I think we should focus on other villains before we get to, the um the most memorable one of the Batman movies, even Batman TV shows as well, because the Joker is just like one of the main villains that you always see or always hear or always kind of bring up things to talk about um, going against Batman. Not r- really necessarily uh, Penguin or Two Face. I mean, they could possibly bring Two Face into the second movie. 
that's a possibility. Um, yeah. What other villains were there for Batman? It was Penguin, Riddler. I think the next villain, or at least what they hinted to a lot in this movie, was Hush. Uh, and mm. I don't know. I don't. I I didn't recognize the references. I, I've watched. I believe I watched the Hush um, animated movie, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't recognize anything. I just knew they were alluded alluding to something because <clears throat> they kept kind of showing like like a, a random guy, and I think they were alluding to Hush and and, and then the internet. That's what a lot of people are saying. Um, so I haven't really looked into that, but mm-hmm. Hush is. Like another villain that, and then we have Catwoman. I mean, she's like sometimes villain. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that kind of disturbed me was that when um, she got, he, she poured herself a glass of milk. She never mm-hmm. fucking took a sip of milk. And I was like, you're Catwoman. You're Cat- wasting yeah. milk. Yeah, you're wasting milk. How dare it's you? It's going to turn bad. <laughs> That's an interesting detail that I was not paying attention to. Yeah, like if you, <laughs> if you, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> Beto, you've watched the movie twice. I'm sure you you've seen that that scene. You, yeah, you you remember what I'm talking about. She pours herself a glass. She's standing she's in the kitchen. She's holding it the whole yeah, time, but she never. It, but she never takes a sip. Like, are you lactose intolerant? Mm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe she is. Maybe she is, but they could have gotten. She like, was some like, "Man, it's gonna wreck me later today. I maybe I shouldn't drink it." <laughs> so, um, Robert Pattinson, who played the Batman, he is uh, thirty-five years old, born um, May thirteenth, nineteen eighty-six. How long does a movie probably, you know, a, a trilogy probably take? Maybe will we get a? We, we probably won't get a Batman next year. I think. No, but I then, think it's probably going to be like every two years. Every two years. I, so you yeah. think, what, two years, four? Four or I six think, years from now? Um, the Batman took a while just because of COVID, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Yeah. True. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, it's probably going to be. He doesn't wear a face mask, mouth mask. No. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I, I think it's going to. God damn it, James. But. Um, <laughs> It's going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be every two years, I feel. So do you think we'll we'll see a mature Batman that we kind of got from the animated series uh, from Robert Pattinson six years from now? Do you think he'll beef out? Like he's a skinny Batman. He's a thin kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to go for that art style. I know that they've, you know, casted people like they're super strong or, or muscly looking mm-hmm. but i know that the new comics draws uh, superman more um normal shaped rather than just big chested guy i'm curious to see how um robert's gonna do with his training and stuff yeah um i think it's gonna be interesting to see what path they choose to take are they going to focus on getting a buff batman or are they going to compensate for this Batman not being as buff, but focusing more on who he is as a person, his relationship mm-hmm. with the villains? Because when you look at that deleted scene with the Joker, mm-hmm. like this establishes the fact that there is already a, re- a relationship between the Batman and the Joker. 
Yeah, I, I and with that. the mm. movie, you you see this development of the Batman. He's growing. He's learning. Right. Um. He like he you think sure. he has it all figured out, and then the Riddler's kind of like, "Dang, dude! Like, you're actually pretty dumb." Because I thought you, <laughs> you had figured it out, right? Yeah. But he's learning, which is part of the the whole detective thing. And fi- so, I'm I'm really curious to see if they go down that path of focusing more on the story and less on how he looks physically. <clears throat> And quite frankly, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, it's different with this first Batman, this movie. They did exceptionally well. I mean, not even exceptionally well. They just did awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm trusting the process. And I'm really curious to see what path they choose to take with this. I want to know who they're going to bring out as the villain. In the second movie. Mm-hmm. Because they had Penguin, they had the Riddler, and they had just a little brief little glimpse of the Joker. Who's going to be in the sequel? Who's going to be the villain? Yeah, and we have to also wait and see because now HBO Max is going to make a miniseries, if I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken. Um, Mm -hmm. Originally, it was going to be Cotham PD, but I think with everything that happened after they revealed the Joker deleted scene and whatnot... um, they're focusing instead on Arkham. Mm, that'll be interesting. So it's really going to be interesting kind of to see. It's kind of like how with Disney, with Marvel, and how they've been making all these shows and kind of um, filling in all the areas, all the gaps that are being left by the movies or building up to the next movie. And... I think it's really interesting. It's really cool to see how they're building this whole storyline now with these shows and then like a movie and then a couple more shows and then the movie. And I think with DC, I hope that they kind of give up on trying to follow the Marvel formula because Marvel figured it out and they had it from the beginning once they did the Avengers, you know, but they like this, this whole process with them started ever since Iron Man. And it was just gradually building up little by little. And now here we are. But with DC, I mean, you guys remember, like, God, they just couldn't get it together for the life of them, you know? (laughs) And it's my just curious to see where they go with this in regards to how they build up these characters. Are they actually going to try and incorporate them and work together? Or are they just going to say, you know what? These are basically like their own universe or their own storyline. They don't have to connect. Just enjoy them as it is. And honestly, I have no problem with that either. I I think they definitely have a good um good dreams, good hopes for what mm-hmm. they're planning, you know. And and this was a great way to start off. All Absolutely, that, you know, a new Batman series, uh, a new, uh, you know, some new content for their HBO Max um, uh, subscription. Uh, for me, it's it's comes down to the leadership because it's clear, right? When I heard Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I'm like the Pearl Harbor guy. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> um, but he, I, I enjoyed him as Batman. I thought he was fine. I did too. I thought he was fine. I thought it was, there was, I didn't really have a negative, negative about it. It was more or less mm-hmm. the movies and, and everything else that was around him. Um, same with, uh, Robert, uh, Patterson. I don't know why mm-hmm. I want to say Patterson, but it's Patterson. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I had doubts, but you know what? Great, great. He, he did an amazing job, and I, I have high hopes for him. So, with good actors, experienced crew, I think they can do whatever they want. And a and good script. Yeah. Right, and a good script and everything. But it's all come down to leadership. Will they give? Mm-hmm. Will the leadership give them enough time to create? Uh, will the leadership say, you know what, let's let's not put this out, not rush this out until it's good? Yeah. Are they going to rush the process? Are they going to pull an Activision like they did with Bungie and Destiny 1? Or are they just going to let it grow? So we will see what happens. So in talking about movies and shows hbo max and whatnot uh have you guys had a chance to check out this new show on paramount plus it's like the talk of the town because apparently either people love it or people hate it also known as the halo show have you guys watched it yet oh yeah this this is gonna be the meat and potatoes of the podcast um we've watched all three all three episodes so far okay uh well uh this time Manny give us your two cents. All right. Um well okay so I'm not really that knowledgeable of the Halo lore so okay my apologies fans but you know um with that in mind I just wanted to keep it like I'm just going to watch the show, enjoy it for what it is, and then if I have any questions, I will ask the diehard people. So I watched the first episode, which was pretty great. Like, they've got some good action scenes and everything. Um, But I was kind of curious about this one human person that was hanging around these aliens. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, to my knowledge, I don't really recall seeing any humans hanging around with the aliens in the halo games let me talk to the fans so i started talking to my boyfriend's cousin and yeah he just went on to a rant about (laughs) but how he didn't really care about the halo show at all and i was like okay well um can you tell me about this human that's hanging around basically the covenant why does she, is she like at all in the games? No, she's not supposed to be there. Oh, okay, that's that's what I thought. All right, so why if if she's not in the games, she's not actually supposed to be there, then why is she actually there? Well, um the creators of the Halo TV show didn't actually do any homework whatsoever about Halo itself. Um mm-hmm. I've seen people talk about how they basically just read the books they're going off of the books or whatever but they're not really going off of the video games so i'm not sure if that's really true i don't know like i said i don't know anything about the halo lore but 
there was just some things that were kind of, that was one of the major things that kind of popped out to me. I was like, hey, that looks kind of off. Why is she there? The second thing, um, I was kind of uncomfortable with Master Chief exposing himself in the first episode. Uh, can you clarify in what he way? He removed the helmet. Ooh. Okay. He oh, that's what you mean. You. I'm sorry. I got excited. Jesus. There when you, I was going to go <laughs> rewatch like, the episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's why Cortana chose him. <laughs> he removed the helmet in the first episode. Why did they decide to do that in the first episode? Why couldn't they wait until like close to the end of season one? Or hell, wait until season two. And then finish it off with that. Why take off this guy fucking helmet in the first fucking episode? Because basically in any of the Halo games, you never see him take off his helmet. You don't see what he looks like. You cannot tell what he looks like. And sorry to say it, but I didn't think he was a white guy. (laughs) For the longest time, I didn't actually think he was a white guy, but apparently he is. But, um... When he took off his helmet, I was like, yeah, that's just, I don't know. It disappointed me. It didn't really kill the mood to watch the rest of the the episodes, but it kind of killed it just because why did they decide to do that that monumental thing in the first episode? I believe they should have waited until later on, maybe the last episode of season one. Like I said, maybe season two. But, yeah, I, I can see why some of the Halo fans are just, at odds with the show, but I know there's some other reasons why. Federal, uh, can you tell me your perspective? We'll save James so, for the very last because I know he knows yeah. about the lore. Well, I was gonna because I know a little bit about the lore, <clears throat> <laughs> and um, to answer really quick um, the part where you were like, "Why the heck is there a human?" and you know whoever it is that you spoke with, they were like, no, there's going to be a human, you know, the covenant hate humanity. Right. And so in the whole, in this whole lore, you, you find out that, um, this ancient race, which is called the forerunners, right. Um, they basically have chosen like humanity to carry the mantle, like continue, so to speak. They're like the chosen ones. And so the covenant isn't able to activate any of the forerunner technology. Meanwhile, humans or some humans, according to the explanation that was given, mm-hmm. um, they possess the gene that allows them to activate this forerunner technology. And the way they're expl- their way they're going to um, include this into the story is is that this person, this human that you saw, was identified as having that gene, and that's why she is with the Covenant to help them activate any forerunner technology that they discover. Uh, yeah, okay. and you know, some people are saying, "Well, that's just a cop out," but you know, in some way, not gonna lie. I'm just kind of like, well, that's that's kind of an interesting explanation. I'm not going to (sighs) lie. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, um, I think that rather unfortunately, sometimes when it comes to these shows 
that are based off of video games can sometimes be like they're going to be a hit or miss. You know, I know that for Halo, there's a ton of lore, there's a ton of books. I totally get that, you know. But at the same time, in some way, if they're going to go down that way, at that point, it's like you know what. There are there's certain shows that they had already made before about Halo. Uh, I think it's Halo Legends, if I'm not mistaken, which had different uh, iterations of the lore, right? And so, if that's what you want, then just watch that. In this case, you just have some like these people, these writers, creators, or whatever it is. They created this series on um, on a video game. And they chose to go down their own path. And, you know, you just, I think people need to kind of relax, need to take it easy, right? Um, I I guess I've just kind of learned to just not get ass worked up about it. You know, I'm, I'm planning on checking it out as soon as all the episodes are out just so I can enjoy it and not have to wait, you know, every week. And so, you know, just enjoy it. Um, I can see, like, in your case, Manny, where you were like, why the hell did he take off his helmet, you know? And I I get it. Like, the whole, this whole thing about him never taking off his helmet or him taking it off, but you never see his face, Mm -hmm. right? And they just went right into it. And quite frankly, I'm like, you know what? That's ballsy. Um, It was almost the same thing like in The Mandalorian, if I'm not mistaken, where, you know, oh, they never take off their helmets. And then this comes to a point where this guy takes off his helmet. But because he did it for Baby Yoda, I know that's not his actual name, but that's how people know him. They were like, oh, okay. I guess that's okay. It's like, really? Like, no, but like. Where's where's your you know your displeasure your your anger your animosity <laughs> towards that? It's like oh okay I guess but like I no to, <laughs> you I know to, uh, I have to interject though because I know but, okay I know the no, listeners like, so they're gonna be like yeah but it's not the same I know ladies and gents I know I have to interject because with the Mandalorian when he finally took off his el- his helmet it wasn't in the first episode of season one though. It was way yes. later on. But that, here's the yeah, thing. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I, I and get then that. I get that. He, what if he had taken off his helmet in the beginning when he met him? Then a lot of people probably wouldn't have finished watching the show. <laughs> I, I think you it know? would definitely... Oh. With the Mandalorian, it's a part of their religion. It's a part of their belief system. And it also yeah. plays into the way the storyline goes. He's now kicked out of the Mandalorians because he did admit to taking off his helmet. Yeah. So if he did that in episode one, it would have definitely changed the storyline, definitely confused the audience. It would have just been one beliefs. episode. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Whereas like takes right. off his episode. The master chief is sort of set up like a Terminator, a Robocop, you know, he's Darth Vader. He's, you know, he is, he is this, um, in at he, he's this Demon. personified menace, right? He's a machine, yeah. right? And and to not take off his mask 
sort of allows a lot of more a lot more people to identify with him as like, hey, I played as this main character. So it works well with selling video games. And two, to it, it works well as you know, to create this story uh, of a character that goes from Halo one, two, three, you know, it just you have this one character that you build a whole game around and it just works mm-hmm. well for that. Um, it's not part of it's a religion. It's just it's just the way they allow the audience to immerse themselves and sort of keep this mystery about them. That those are the only two goals of not showing the Master Chief's helmet. I believe. Yeah. And I think because so you add this human part to it, right? And I think that is also when looking at Halo Four somewhere where like people had an issue with it. Because I feel that Halo Four kind of put the some of these conversations that I'm pretty sure people probably wanted to avoid because it's kind of like hey at the end of the day like regardless of everything that master chief has gone through and whatnot like he's still human you know and i think that for some people it took away that whole superhero you know just like this guy just he never stops like he's just a badass and then you know like they show kind of like this chink in the armor kind of thing and he's like very concerned about Cortana and then like he's he's broken and you see that in Halo 5 you know even though Halo 5 was just horrible but like you see that he is a broken man or a broken soldier and I know that like some of the people that I that had talked to about it, they were like, what the hell are they doing? That's not Master Chief. And so in this case with Master Chief taking off his helmet, you know, I I get it, but at the same time, I'm just like, dang, like I think they're just laying it all out there to begin with and you know, fuck it kind of attitude because you can just tell that they really didn't take some things into consideration and now here we are you know so james what did you think of the show so far i think visually it's an amazing show visually Mm -hmm. it looks great um i know some people said episode one was uh it looked had some bad cgi in some parts um that was when i didn't have internet so we were using a hotspot to i think watch it or use like our cell phone hooked up to our tv uh so i didn't catch those moments um everything it looked it looked great and i did notice it felt a little power rangery in some parts you know but i mean you're talking about you know these suits are are basically uh supposed to be a, a t- they're wearing tank armor in a sense uh you can't really uh, simulate that on a on a suit um, in our physics right now, you know. So uh, there's that. Uh, I, going into this, I watched their little preview, their little hype and stuff like that, where they talked about the show, the game, and Halo things, and they said we did not follow um, the game or anything um, to write this show. And I think at the, you know at the time I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I accept that. I didn't realize how drastic that would be. I didn't realize how drastic that would be. Uh, you know, one thing to think about is with any of these shows, 
that take a story that's already been made with lore and everything, it's going to be hard to put that on screen, right? Uh, say a video game, you're, you're, you're doing a live action show. You can't do video game things in a live action um, as well. So there's, you know, there's got to be that. Plus it's, it's an episode. You're only seeing a little bit, um, there, you know, you can't exactly emulate a lot of things that you would see in a video game. Um, same with, you know, what's in a book. You can't really bring that to screen as, as well. There's always going to be kind of a, a watered down version that you're going to get. Uh, everyone says read the book first before you see the movie kind of deal. With the Halo series, it's like they have, it's like watching Skinwalkers, if, if that makes any sense to anyone. It's like you have something familiar visually, the Master Chief, uh, even Cortana and Halsey. You have these characters that you know who they represent, who they are, but it's like someone else is in their body and they're doing different things. The Chief's mannerisms doesn't feel like the Chief. The Chief has always been this stoic, robotic kind of character, which I know he's human, but some of the things he does in in the episodes, which I, I understand you can't, you know, you have to act these out live action. Um, it's just, it just, it's weird to see. It's very, um, it's very like, like a stark contrast to, to the video game character you're used to. Um I will say, you know, episode three was decent. It was, it was interesting. Uh, but yeah, when, when Master Chief just turns on the, uh, UNSC, I didn't like that at all. It burnt me. I was like, what is not, I, uh-uh, I can't get with it. Um, I don't like how dark they're making the USNC. I don't like how dark they're making Halsey. I know she's evil. I know she is like super, um, progressive with her experimentation but you know i don't think it's um dark like it is like she's just i don't know just dark evil uh uh where they're going with the story as far as you know master chief is you know the guy who can interact with the artifacts same apparently same with this girl that's with the alien race I am yeah. hoping there's not going to be an Adam and Eve kind of scenario where they're destined to be together. You know what I mean? And, and, and the man deserves the, to be with someone. Race. Jesus, man. Uh, you know, like let him be. Let's no, know in, in the in Star Wars, <laughs> what you guess, what Star Wars episode one, two, three, four, five, six. Wasn't Padme looking count. at Jar Jar in a certain manner? <laughs> no, well, no, you have um, an episode, you know, you have seven, eight, nine, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, they, they tried to do so many love stories and I didn't connect to any of them. I didn't feel any chemistry. I felt like everybody was a brother and sister on there. And yet at the end, they, uh, Ray um, and Kylo, um, start like, you know, falling for each other and, 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 you know, become really deep, uh, in love with each other enough to fight and die for each other. It was so unnatural and weird. Like why force yeah. this? And I'm worried it's going to happen in this Halo series. Um, I am going to continue. I'm, I'm more or less watching, uh, watching it like a car crash. Uh, you can't look away, <laughs> but you don't really, it's not, it's not f- good 
you know? So that's why I'm watching it just to see how crazy it can get. Um, am I entertained? Sure. But, uh, it's not, I, I am, I have already taken my fandom away from this show and I'm like, this is not Halo. This is, not yeah. Halo. <laughs> you know, cause in thinking about the lore, it's almost like if they were to actually make it true, true, true to the lore, every single episode, it would be just Master Chief nonstop, just killing people left and right. And it's like episode yeah. one, boom, 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 boom. It's like, God damn. Like, and then episode and... two, killing more. <laughs> episode three, killing more. Episode one, four, and... it's like, okay, I not mean, only is that... he going to do something else? And then, nope, he's going to keep killing because that's the Master Chief. It... Not only that, how do you how do you write a video game off of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have what they did in Infinite, and I don't know if they're going to – say they add to Infinite, right, more story. Well, now those writers have to talk to the writers of the show and vice versa so they can keep this unified storyline. And yeah. so that's I, – I respect that you know, reason why they didn't want to go with a exact copy of the lore is everyone would be uh, having to talk to each other. And that's just too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what they could have done here is focus more on like the forerunners, you know, yeah. or just kind of go all the way back to that. You know, and I, I really think that that would have been really cool because even if the lore is there or the books are there, the games aren't in some way still fully mm-hmm. fleshed out. And I really think that that could have been an opportunity for them to talk more about the stuff we haven't seen as far as video games go. And then it's like, you know what, let's stay the foundation so that for anybody that is just starting to play Halo they can get an idea of what what exactly they're talking about whenever you walk around Halo Infinite and you find like these artifacts, right? Or mm-hmm. they could have delved into uh, mendicant bias and offensive bias, you know, all because those like they had some epic freaking battles, right? And they could have delved into that instead, but. I don't know. Hmm. You're just really now, res- like, go ahead. Go ahead, James. Oh, I, I just wanted to say is, you know, I respect these actors and actresses. I think they're doing a great job playing the role that they've been given in, in the plot and lines that they've been given. When I saw Bookham uh, Woodbean on there, um, he's the one, he's the Spartan that ran away that has like the messed up hand. Oh, um, yeah. I enjoyed him. It like made episode two. It's that my made strong episode hand. two. Yeah, without him in it, I would not have enjoyed episode two at all. So these actors and actresses um, and and the writers that are sort of, you know, following someone's instructions on how to write it. Great job. Animators and all that. uh, CGI. I think they're doing a great job, uh, you know, outside of the little CGI errors. You know, they're probably working from home during the time of creating episode one. So, yeah, you know, like I said... A lot of my criticism just goes to the leadership on a lot of things. But anyway, yeah. that's what I just wanted to say. I think um, this is um, uh, what's it called? This is like a reflection of what happens when you have suits involved in the process. <clears throat> mm. 
and I, I, it would have been better. And you know, and looking at this in retrospect, and you know, foresight is twenty twenty, as I say. But it's like you know what? Let's consult with the creators of Halo. And the guy that right now, I think the guy that took the reins and like apparently fixed up a whole bunch of stuff went before Halo Infinite came out. And it's like, let's talk to these folks. Like, this is what we have, but tell us what works, what doesn't work. How we or can what, what, what books can you refer us to so we can fix this? So we can, you know, like, hey, you know what? Don't have a human with the covenant right now. You know, like build that up, Yeah. you know, and then somebody's if they had read, oh, you know what? We have Master Chief taking off his helmet. It's like, oh, hold off on that a little bit. (laughs) We understand maybe why you're trying to do that. But I think there's a better way for you to build up to it instead of boom, episode one. Yeah. And so I think you end up with this situation where you have the people that have never watched Halo, never played the video game. They're watching this and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is cool. And then you have all the other people that are super deep into the lore and they're like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, (laughs) just super pissed off and super worked up about it. And it's kind of like, wait, like, who are you trying to cater to? You know, Mm -hmm. like. If you're going to make it like this, the least you could have done was to sleep, let Master Chief keep, keep his helmet. Does that kind of bleed over into the uh, next part of the, this topic? Uh, yeah. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, actually not even a couple of weeks ago. So when um, the Witch Queen came out, uh, my name is Spife made this huge uh, video. Um, it's an exceptionally well-made uh video and it's kind of like the origins or leaning up to uh the witch queen and it talks about um what is it oryx i'm not sure yeah yeah it's oryx and um savathun and then um what the heck is the name of the other of the sister somebody help me um I don't know. I can't. Oh, my God, guys. Um, (laughs) Give me a sec. Uh, I was I was thinking of uh, Uh, Wrath. There you go. Wrath. There you go. Yeah. So the whole like the whole thing. Right. Or what were you going to say? Oh, I was just thinking on the (laughs) second part of the Halo discussion where we're talking about like video games going into um, TV series and movies. and movie series. Like, how do we feel about that? Oh, okay. I see now. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, actually, that does relate to uh, Bungie. And so I had made this comment before we started recording for everybody else that's listening. <clears throat> um, so when Sony announced that they were acquiring Bungie, right, and then... Um, they're like, we're going to let Bungie keep their creative freedom. We're not going to get involved in this and that. And immediately everybody was just like, oh my God, this means that they're going to be making movies about Bungie or sorry, uh, about Destiny. And maybe they can make it about this and make it about that. No, Manny, I am not pulling a Homer Simpson and leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I am right here. (laughs) But anyways, um, so people were excited about that, 
But at the same time, haven't hasn't there been people kind of like pissed off with Sony because Sony just doesn't want to let go of the rights they have over Venom and mm-hmm. um, Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think the general support of this decision is because um, versus like the Halo series and, and, and all that other stuff is Bungie is on this path. That's like, look at what we've done now go with us into this next stage of media because, you know, we have proven ourselves sure. You know, you could say what you say about destiny, but every game comes into their space. Destiny takes them out and says, Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have this space as well. Let's make video games for people. Oh, you're you're done with your content? Okay, I'm sorry. We're releasing another season. You know what I mean? Like they just they've proven themselves and they, and they sort of dive into their fans. You know, they 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 created careers for YouTubers and live streamers, you know, just by letting them, you know, just continuously talk about their stuff. Whereas, you know, you have 343 they t- you know took the mantle and made um Halo 4 and there's a bunch of excuses for this and that and that you know i mean Halo yeah. 4 had a lot of different art changes and their excuse was well Halo uh between Halo 3 and 4 Master Chief's uh, armor got repaired by nanites and that was like their their uh epi- you know sounds epi- perfectly epi- valid to me sir excuse yeah so mm-hmm. you know ha- you know with Halo uh uh Halo 4 you know, their excuses, stuff that people expected. Same with Halo, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, same with Halo 5, and now Infinite. So, and then the show is already kind of out there. So I think with Bungie, it's more supported because they have a stronger fan base that believes in them. But mm-hmm. they're, you know, I didn't even think about that where uh, Sony's fumbled. Uh, sort of their Spider-Man stuff and, and without the help of Marvel, it you know, they, they sort of fall flat. I've yeah. totally forgot about that. And so, cause lore wise, you know, just like with Halo with destiny, there's a ton of it. Right. And I'm almost inclined to believe that even the, the lore for Bun or for destiny is so fleshed out and developed and it's kind of like can there actually be a movie or a series or anything can it actually be made can it be written just as good as the lore and will it meet the expectations because the 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 create the lore creators for for uh, destiny god man like my hats off to them you know, with everything mm-hmm. that they've created, this world that they've created, and so it's like, do you really want to tackle this, uh, this whole process of creating um, movies or series off of it? Like, are do you really think you're going to be able to um, come as close as you can to that quality of writing and pick the correct, like, the right cast? the right people, the voice actors, if they make it animated, like, can they actually pull that off? I, I, I wonder also as fans, right. You go like, I, I, I'm on this, um, 
funnel or spiral dark, you know, path of just, I get, uh, I searched, uh, three, four, three is like messing up halo or something like that. Right. Or, or I watched a video about it and that's all that shows up on my timelines are different angry YouTubers. So as a, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, Oh man, it must be really bad. Right. And, and maybe it is, maybe it is. I haven't played the game in a while. I still enjoy what I have played of it. Um, but as fans, if a, if, if a show isn't doing exactly right, you know, precision, perfect lore, should we be extremely upset about that? Or should mm-hmm. we just say, you know what, this is, this is going to be good for people who, in, you know, enjoy content, uh, you know, through their TV, through shows, through the movie screen. And I, you know, and Bungie's still going to make content for me on the game console, on the yeah. computer to play. Like, should we just, you know how people say like, well, I'm having a good time. Why do you want to poop on that? Should yeah. we just be like that? And like, you know what? Let's just, I'm not going to criticize this show as hard as it should be. I mm-hmm. feel like maybe as gamers, we should let go a little bit and let things have fun. Let things be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <clears throat> I think that in creating content, you know, I'm almost, I almost feel that no matter what, people are going to be disappointed. And I think that when it comes to the creation of these movies and shows, it's like, do we build off of what the fan base knows? Or do we make a movie that lays the foundation for everybody to um, experience it and then bring them along and, you know, take them to where all of the other fans over here are? in regards to the story, you know, and which is why earlier when I was like, you know, with Halo, maybe for the new people, they're like, oh, this is cool. But for the rest of us, they're just just like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, right. like, who is this for, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's almost kind of, I just kind of like you know like should it really be dumbed down like this so that everybody can in, so everybody else that doesn't get it can get it and if that's the case can there be a guarantee that the second movie or whatever second iteration is it going to build on that towards what it should be like now that they've built it you know because mm-hmm. i know that when it comes to like for example the batman um i never read the comics but I've heard people say, you know what? Like this movie was actually really super close to some of the comics. The way Gotham was portrayed was very close to the comics. Um, the Joker, the way he looks like he looks like someone that fell into a batch of chemicals. Right. And he's all hurt. Like his, he's just, he just looks horrible. He looks terrifying. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty freaking cool. You know? And so is that going to happen when it comes to um, Bungie and if Sony does decide to actually create content off of that? (sighs) Hmm. I think um, think about, I, I think studios should own their IPs. 
Mm-hmm. They, should, they should own it and say, if you want to use this in a, a, on your screen, you know, if you want your writers to, to do stuff with this, um, you have to confer with us and just own it. You know, if, if instead of, you know, I know they probably wanted master chief in there. They probably could have, you know, sprinkled him in there. Um, but they could have done other stories of the game. So, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to let people enjoy it. Cause I have a coworker that doesn't play the games and he says it's mm-hmm. pretty good and he's having a good time with it. Yeah. But I think I'm just going to let go and, uh, just watch it. Like, like I'm driving by a car crash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's my car. It's my car crash. Let me watch it too. And no, I, I am with you on that. You know, the one thing I am going to do is shit on Sony's version of Game Pass because that for sure can be better. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> we will never so get your... a Sony person to wa- listen. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, so since we're talking about Bungie, and this is what I was going to delve to originally <laughs> before uh, Manny just kind of, you know, wrecked me with whatever gif she sent of homer simpson (laughs) yeah my apologies for that but anyways so you were talking right now about bungie so when the witch queen came out uh my name is bife released this video called dynasty which talked about seawall wrath uh sabathun and oryx and the whole story that's the whole arch basically and um, he, his video got taken down and it was kind of like, oh, due to whatever policies, uh, due to a copyright claim by Bungie Inc. or something like that, this video has been taken down. And mm-hmm. I remember first seeing it and I was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck, Bungie? Like, you, you slimy bastards. Surprised. I knew you were, I knew you were, this was too good to be true kind of thing. Well, turns out that... YouTube's uh, reporting system is horrendous. Right. And so let me read this to you guys really quick, just to kind of give you a bit more of a background because Bungie actually filed a lawsuit against YouTube because of its reporting policies. And so let's see. Um, and many hoped that this could get YouTube to pay attention to its absurd, absurd content policy and process, which essentially lets anyone post as anyone and issue DMCA's threats against channels, potentially wiping them off the map. While YouTube makes it incredibly easy to report content for alleged DMCA violation, it literally has no system in place for reporting DMCA reporting abuse on the other side of things. And so Bungie, in their lawsuit, they said Bungie had to devote significant internal resources to addressing it and helping its players restore their videos and channels, an effort complicated by the fact that while YouTube has a form that allows anyone to claim to represent a copyright holder and issue copyright strikes, it has no dedicated mechanism for copyright holders who are being impersonated to let YouTube know about the DMCA fraud. That is horrible, man. Yeah. You'd think yeah, it's, like it, th- this huge, like this company, YouTube, that they would have something better. This reminds me right. of like, um, have, you, have you guys ever watched Archer? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Archer, like he try, like he like breaks into his own like uh, spy agency, and he's like trying to hack into the computer, and he's like, "Hmm, what could the password be?" And he types in "guest," and it goes through, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is horrible. This is embarrassing." Like, so in this case, it's like YouTube has this system. They've you know this huge platform, and you know they're so picky about DMCA strikes, and then it turns out that they don't even have certain mechanisms to address these kind of situations. That is pathetic. Yeah, I think it it was a real big eye opener for, for YouTube. And, and I'm glad Bungie is, is upset as, as the fans are with this. Um, I watched, Oh man, I watched a YouTube channel. Um, he's a lawyer that, you know, kind of explains the situations of whatever's going on in gaming or whatever. And he, you know, he, he did some research and it turns out that, um, one of the parties was doing this maliciously to, oh, um, to make light, like to show everyone that there are these holes in the system. Another person was doing it to gain money right from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think I think this definitely right could have been solved or whatever, but uh, sooner it could have been caught sooner. But yeah, uh, YouTube when they deal with these copyright issues with the music industry and the movie industry and all these different things they have to worry about, you know, someone copying stuff from a major, you know, from copyright written content, um, they sort of develop these tools that more or less support the creators of that copyrighted stuff, right? The big, big time uh, media basically. And they're in order to continue using the platform that are, are, you know, having this platform, they sort of do things really quick and they, they try to find a, a big solution and they don't necessarily just dive in to find all this, the, the loopholes or whatever. They just kind of make this tool just to appease big, big media. And we see this in Twitch uh, because Twitch sort of wants this wild, wild west. So they're slowly developing things. You know, you can, um, they have a bot that will mute your stream, uh, mute your VODs uh, for copyrighted music. Um, They also have strikes now over there. They have a strike system now. So you can record, you know, you can track you know, your strikes and, and discuss it and everything. Um, but they also have an extra channel that you can send your music to your, or you can send audio to, and that audio doesn't show up on your VOD. So you can get a, a live strike, but your VODs are pretty much safe now. And, you know, I'm not saying there's a loophole, but you know, there's, there's a loophole. <laughs> yeah. And, so these companies, they sort of, you know, YouTube did a really good job on their tools with the uh, content ID system and their own, you know, copyrighted music library that people can use. But there are going to be these holes. And uh, I'm glad that someone did. Uh, I'm glad that Bungie, not that someone did this, but I'm glad that Bungie's kind of holding YouTube's uh, feet to the fire on this. Yeah, and I a big really studio. Hope this wakes, yeah, I really hope this wakes Google up. 
and says, you know mm-hmm. what? This is a major platform for you guys. You know, you're the number one search engine um, and YouTube's the number two. So you guys should probably be doing this loophole finding yourselves and not let malicious people do it. Yeah. Because, you know, to add to what you were just talking about, these big companies. So I think last year, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, uh, PewDiePie, um, a company was claiming copyright infringement on his behalf on his own videos. And it's like PewDiePie was like, what the hell? Like, this is my stuff. Like, I should be the one making the claim, like, not this whatever company. And so PewDiePie basically said, you know, like YouTube always seems to side with the big companies when it comes to these claims. And it doesn't even Mm -hmm. matter sometimes if they fall under fair use. Right. But like YouTube's actions against like some of these small streamers, it is swift. It is just, you know, it's fast. And when you try to communicate and contact them, it's just, it's a, it's a burden. And yeah, sometimes it's it's such a burden that they it's it's almost it almost feels like it's made that way just to yeah. eventually discourage you and you're just kind of like you know what never mind you know unless like, you're almost verified on Twitter you're mm-hmm. you're you're not going to get anywhere like yeah. Astacross and Bife they're big names big names I mean Bife with the lore right and Astacross with the weekly twab they're big names but if that happened to me. I don't know. I don't know where I would have gotten. I probably would add no channel. So. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot, some of these people, like this, is what they live off of, you know. And because of these loopholes, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, dude, like Google, you you should know, like you're better than this, you know, like it, it it shouldn't come to these trolls or these other guys maliciously finding these loopholes that are impacting other people for you to fix it. Like this is on this is on you. Like this should have never happened. And right. now all of a sudden, because Bungie is the one finding the lawsuit, oh, you know what? Um, we're gonna fix it. <laughs> and it's like you should have fixed yeah. this a long time ago. I have faith in them, <sighs> you know, getting to uh, a fix and all that stuff uh, because they did, you know, make the ID system and and mm-hmm. that helps creators um, because. With that system, I believe it uh, allows them to just take the monetization from the channel rather than just strike it. Because on Twitch, three strikes, you're done. Say you played three songs that yeah. in a stream. That one stream could take your channel on, on Twitch. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, I, I, I know Twitch is – I don't want to say they've created these loopholes, but it feels like they want it to stay the wild, wild west over there. Yeah. But creators are definitely not as safe as they are on, on YouTube. YouTube has before you upload before you publish, you upload the video to YouTube and then it scans your video and it tells you, hey, you have some of this copyrighted stuff on here for such and such. You know, you can mute it, you can fix it, you can do whatever before you publish it. Um and I know you can't do that on a live stream, but uh Ludwig, <laughs> not in this car, mm-hmm. uh, that was famous last words, he got um, live strike and his channel went down and it was and like minutes wasn't like, it or something yeah, like uh, that from when they played the song yeah mm-hmm. it, it wasn't right off the bat it was when they were playing the song 
And everyone's like, oh my God, he's banned, blah, 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 he's banned, blah, blah. And, and Ludwig was like, no, I wasn't exactly banned. I could have just started up a new stream. I just wanted to kind of end the night and be done for like, you know, until the next couple of days or whatever. Uh, but yeah. the way it works on YouTube uh, is what he was explaining is um, once I get live striked and my stream goes down for playing copyrighted content, I just start a new stream and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I no, face that YouTube will fix it, but it sucks yeah. that I had to go this way. Yeah, it does. But hopefully it does get fixed. And I do hope that Twitch keeps rem- like modifying and fixing their thing because i do hate the fact that instead of just muting the like if they come up with such a intricate system it's like because it's like oh this has a copyright song well mm-hmm. why don't you just mute that part instead of muting the entire thing i think they do i think that's what on your are you saying on the live stream or on the vods on the vods I've no like I had never like watched like timed it because you know I don't know what I'm playing at the time but um I know that I'll see a section that's muted for copyright and it's just like a mm-hmm. little line I don't know if you noticed I don't know if you said like well my song was two minutes and this is like ten minutes well, I, don't, I I don't know if that's because what that. ended up happening because I didn't get a copyright claim or anything uh-huh. but I used the Twitch Studio the music thing that they oh have oh my god and <laughs> Yeah, you know, and yeah, it was all fine. But then later on, I was checking my channel, and then I opened the my, you know, okay, like it was the next day, so last night's stream, the whole uh-huh. thing was muted. That frustrates me. The that whole frustrates thing. me so much. And so it's kind of like, okay, you're telling, like you, you're telling me that, oh, if you using Twitch Studio, you know, we created this to mm-hmm. um, help you so that you don't get, you know, this, you don't get that. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to set it up, use it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, your your stream's like muted. And then I do research yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's kind of, it's hit or miss sometimes right now. Twitch is still yeah. working on their thing, but it's kind of like, bro, come on. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you pull VODs like for your uh, like YouTube content and you just so happen to, you know, so you don't have a computer that can record the same time as you're streaming. You don't have enough storage space like that or whatever. And mm-hmm. you take your VODs. If your VODs muted, you now just lost out on YouTube content. And uh, uh, that goes into my pro tip. Uh, you know, make YouTube content if you're a true streamer. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah. no, uh, I, that frustrates me so much because that studio was the answer, uh, was one of the answers. was like, hey, we have this whole library that you can play music um, off of just using this tool we've made. And so if you don't use that tool, but you play the music that's on there, you're, you're going to get uh, muted, I think, or a possible strike. And then like you're saying, if you don't set it up properly, your VODs could still get muted because they only paid for, I think either, I think they only paid for the live performance license and not the, you know, post live uh, oh license, recorded license. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the Devin money Nash, for it. Yeah, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of this stuff, look up Devin Nash and his videos on DMCA. Look up Harris Heller and his uh, stuff on DMCA. Um, they uh, are, are huge, big-brain um, influencers in the creator space that will that will just open your mind up and, and just get your creative juices going. I love their – I love watching their YouTubes all day. Well, or listening to it because I'm working. But anyways – 
<gasps> Sorry that happened to you, Pedro. Listen to this stuff while you're at work. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we've kind of reached the end of our podcast, guys. What are we going to talk about next week? I'm Great not question. sure. <laughs> oh, next week. Isn't the Batman coming out on HBO next week? Uh, yes. On next week, Monday. Yes, yeah. sir. So if we haven't so, spoiled it for you, there you go. On the 18th. Yeah. You should probably put that on oh. the disclaimer. Be like, Batman spoilers, um, watch it on HBO Max. No, I'm kidding. Because then HBO Max <laughs> is going to be like, we are not sponsoring this. Um, <laughs> what else? What are, you guys, <laughs> what are you guys playing this week? I think I'm going to play um, some Batman for some footage. Um, Batman video games. To be honest with you, I haven't played at like these past couple of weeks. I played a tiny bit of Fortnite uh, like without the building. How'd you like it? I really liked it. It was a lot of fun, Good. actually. Good. Um, it's crazy how you are so used to instinctively start building when you get shot at. And <laughs> so I had my, like the first or second ma- like two the second matches, I was just getting shot at and I had this initial instinct of immediately pressing what is it, Y, I think, and start putting my my wall and my ramp you know with like just like that yeah but by halfway through the second match i was like oh crap i'm getting shot at but i was able to just stop for like a split second it's like you don't need to build just take cover (laughs) crouch and start shooting in that general direction dude like you don't need to build and i liked it it's a uh-huh. nice little break from the sweats that you usually run into towards the end of the matches. Right. And I think it really does kind of force you into being more strategic because typically towards the end of those matches we're building, mm-hmm. it was like you would start shooting. If it was like 1v1, I every single time I would shoot and all of a sudden they're just building this huge castle within 10 seconds. Yeah. And I'm just like... Empire State Building. Yeah, and I'm just I, I, immediately my mind just turns into a defeat mode. It's like I already know what's going to happen. They want to get into a building war, you know. And this time around, like they can't do that. So I really, really loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I know. Nice, Manny. What yeah, about yeah, you? Yeah. You you've done this podcast with with a sore throat, so we appreciate you being here. <laughs> what are your plans yeah. this week? Um, we uh, head on out. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been just uh, slowly just getting on Division 2 and um, just seeing yeah. what's on in there. Um, there's a lot of new stuff that they added, but I just really haven't taken the time to sit down and actually pay attention. Um, I've just been helping my boyfriend do some stuff in there, some missions and stuff, but I haven't really taken the time to sit down and actually look at all what's been added because it's been years since I've been back into Division 2. Hell, it's even been longer for Division 1. Um, but yeah, I haven't even gone to the Dark Zone either. kind of curious to see oh how it gosh. is now. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> um, but Iron Banana is starting today, so I'll probably be doing yep, that. That's um, right. Thursday starting Thursday Spend your night. tokens. Yeah. Spend your tokens because they're all going away. Yeah. Or, true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very, very true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to play some Iron Banana. Iron Banana. Banana. <laughs> what about you, James? Besides Batman. Uh, that was pretty much it. I'll probably do some Halo stuff uh, just for footage for a Halo review. Um, nice. I'm going to watch Hi. Batman and then do a review on it, and then I'm going to do a review for the Halo show. I want to try to do episodically, even though I'll, I'll be four episodes behind by the time I actually get to it. You're going to be um, like, welcome to my review of the Halo. It's shit. Right. Welcome to my <laughs> review of the Batman. It's magnificent. <laughs> um, I'll be doing Iron Banana because um, I need to get rid of my tokens. I'll at least get on to spend everything that I can. So I can get rid of, you know, be prepared for the new, the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's, my, that's my week. Nothing big. I don't know when I'm going to go live again. I'm sort of wanting to do more YouTube content before I go live uh, just to create some discoverability and stuff. That's about it. Okay. Makes sense. Nice. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, I think with that, we have reached the end of episode six of the Gamers Podcast. Manny, if you could please do us the honors of signing us off. Yeah. um, Don't forget to go on to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow us there. Same thing for Spotify and same thing for Google. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Um, also on Spotify, you are more than welcome to leave us any questions or comments or any suggestions that you have for us or for the podcast. We would love to hear it. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Manny. And with that, everybody, we are signing off. Good night, everybody. Night. 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 See ya.